This is a content warning. This podcast deals psychic damage is an uncensored podcast intended for mature audiences. The following show contains descriptions of violence, adult themes, supernatural and horrifying content, as well as frequent bad language. We recommend parental guidance for children under the age of 15. You're listening to this podcast, Deal Psychic Damage, a D&D podcast for people who love fantasy RPGs but hate good production values, interesting dialogue, and a comprehensible plot. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Ross, and I accept no liability for any psychic damage caused by this podcast. Joining me at the table this week are Amy. Um, reckless Rick O'Donnell, dashing, daring, and delightfully desperate for a love connection. Uh, Ashley. I played Tiger, the half-orc shifter out to avenge the murder of his father. Dylan. I am playing Keel Silverscale, a silver dragonborn who is a professional monster hunter who has never actually slain a monster in his life and hopes no one will find that out. And also Monash. I'm playing Daru Anwala, a wood elf bard, working as a farmer on the peripherals of Broad Hollow. Daru specializes in growing medicinal herbs, flowers, and highly sought-after recreational smoking meat. Daru enjoys entertaining the locals after a hard day's work with music and chill vibes. We open in the podunk town of Broad Hollow, a small farming hamlet located on the border between the petty kingdoms of Shokes and Fernwield. A tiny agrarian place of some 100 inhabitants, Broad Hollow boasts one tavern and a yearly market held when the travelling traders arrive to sell trinkets and luxuries and temporarily double the town's population overnight. Uh, Broad Hollow falls within the fife of Squire Noel Campbell, a member of the sprawling Campbell family that controls much of the trade within Fernwield. His annual visits to harvest time are the biggest social event on the Broad Hollow calendar and the associated harvest feast is gossiped about for months afterwards. We are attending a very different event today, however. It is a very sad occasion and we open in the temple. We see Father Eldroon, the, uh, the somewhat drunken priest. Uh, he is holding a funeral service and uh, in front of him are six coffins. Uh, there are four quite large coffins and two very small coffins. Oh, why? Uh, all, really? All, yeah. Did someone get chopped in half? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Daru, you are, you are an insensitive prick. Uh, yes, so most of the town is, the, uh, most of the town is attending the funeral here, uh, except for the ones who are setting up for the wake afterwards. Uh, so we see Father Eldrun uh, is standing in front of the coffins and he is giving a somewhat drunken epitaph to the family. Though they are gone now, no doubt they would... Uh, mm. Although they have passed over, there can be no doubt that... Uh, as town healers, they would undoubtedly... Mm. Yes, well, we, we will all miss them. Uh, and I, guess, you see, I, I guess stand up and like, excuse me. Uh, he throws a handful of earth on the coffins and very slowly turns to you. He goes, uh, yes, yes. Can I please take your place and read uh, the eulogy? Please, please do, Keel. I was about to ask you if you had any words <laughs> to say. Please, yeah. Keel, um, okay. Keel Silver Scale, everyone. Hi, everyone. My family has been the only healers of this town for the last generation and I think our position in this town 
is really valuable and I'm upset, mortified that they're gone and that I wasn't able to help them. But I know that in their absence, I will become stronger. I will learn. I will find out what this disease was so that no one will ever have to it's it's um it's hard to and um you can see keel just freezing and what he's trying to do is trying to think he's trying to think of different words to say but I, I think you I'll, see you see in the crowd there's this horrible old lady and uh everyone else is standing uh and she is seated she has brought her own chair or rather her son has carried a chair out for her and uh you see she's leaning on a stick and she's got a shawl wrapped around her and she's like yes yes that's enough of that now sit down young keel you've said quite enough already sit down young man we all understand uh, and behind this horrible old lady, uh, we see her son standing with his hand on her shoulder. Uh, Amy, would you like to describe who we see here? So uh, this man is dressed in way too many shawls, acting like they're belts, and has his shirt open to his navel. It's almost obscene. It's all like ruffly, and he wears an obnoxiously large hat with a feather in it. So he's very politely pulls a hat down onto his chest, and uh, he has like almost a mullet thing going on with very curly hair. And he jangles where he walks. Where is the jingling coming from? Uh, so we see Reckless Rick there, standing with his hand on his mum's shoulder. She's like, yes, yes, young Keel, you're very sad. You can sit now. We un- it's, it, it's okay. And when others in the town reach their final days, I hope that we are all as respectful as we are right now. And very loudly, she hits a, hits a stick on the ground and goes, well said, well said. Is it time for the wake now? Uh, and you see Father Eldrin comes forward. He's like, mm, yes, yes, the, uh, the wake will be held outside the, uh, the Dancing Pony Tavern. Uh, you are all... Of course, welcome to attend. Uh, and you see he turns to you, Keel, and he, he kind of takes your hand and pats you very gently on the back of the hand. The old lady, uh, she sort of very loudly stands up with a loud sigh and um, you see she, she turns to her son and she goes, I hope you paid attention to what went on today, Edwin. It'll be my turn next. Without a healer in town, I'll not live to see another winter, Edwin. Ma, it's fine. Those healers didn't even really work anyway. Otherwise, they wouldn't have kicked it, would they? Just come on. I quietly usher her out the door. Edwin! (laughs) Edwin! What are you doing? Uh, So you kind of hurry her away. Uh, So you see everybody kind of heads over towards the tavern. Daru, what are you getting up to while this is going on? Is Keel at the back considering he was at the front? Uh, Yeah, he's kind of at the the back there. Um, You know, Father Eldrune is is just kind of just talking to him. Uh, it looks like he's talking to it. Most of what he's saying is, mm, mm-hmm, uh, and he's just, he's actually not saying that many words. He's not, he's not actually saying anything. And in fact, I'm just trying to weep. I'm trying to like remorse with him. And he's just, he's just being that support, the quote unquote supportive because by mm-ing and everything I say. He is, yes. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what he's doing. I, I, I want to hang back at the back and try and pull Keel aside and walk with him to the tavern. Uh, so you see, Father Eldrin gives you a dirty look uh, as you kind of walk over. Keel, what do you do as Daru approaches? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very sorry for your loss, Keel. Thanks, Daru. Will you, will you walk with me? Um, it's best not to be alone. I look back at um, uh, the priest. I can say, mm, back to him. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I walk next to you. 
I give the priest a dirty look just for fun. And okay, we start walking and I say, Keel, we can we can go ahead back to mine and Sharab will fix us up a nice relaxing sort of evening. Ma, he's not a weirdo. They're just the clothes he wears. He hasn't been around in a while. It's fine. Lay off him. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. He's a bit strange, isn't he, Rick? He's a bit weird. They were all a bit weird. And I just, I, I just want to like slightly pass Daru a little, a little a sort of in Aren't my hand. Daru? His, his little thing. No, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so pass Keel something in my hand, like I offer a little sneaky hand to him. I take it. I'm like, I'd like to save for the waking. Okay, I said save this for later. I tell him, and it's obviously a little bit of yeah. Okay, uh, so are you guys heading over towards the the tavern, the Dancing Pony Tavern? Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, you guys head over and you can see just about every member of the entire community and its surrounding farms is, is gathered in the, the tavern or oh, outside the tavern in the square there because, I mean, there's not that many people here, so they've all showed up for the funeral and they're not going to turn down a free a free drink. Uh, and uh, as you guys approach the tavern, you see a particularly striking figure carrying huge barrels in and out of the tavern, huge big barrels of ale. Um, Ashley, do you want to describe your character? What does he look like? Yeah, so he's um he's about six foot six tall, medium build, um not as not as big as you'd expect uh, an orc to be or half orc to be, but um, six foot six. But still, he's I oh, know I meant big as in bulky. He's still he's he's quite tall, but um oh, okay. on the slender side for a for an orc, uh, he's got red eyes, lime light lime green skin, and he's got a couple of uh, orc tusks poking out from his mouth, jet black hair, and single pink streak tied up into a bun. He's carrying these beer barrels up upstairs two at a time. He you know, throws it on the ground, or, you know, wipes a bit of sweat off his brow. Inside. Nearby, there is a scullery maid, and she is washing mugs in a little wash tub. Uh, and her yeah. name is Lucy. And she, you see, she turns to her friend Daisy, and she goes, "Oh, he's so stronger." And you see, he's, she starts fanning <laughs> it. She starts fanning herself up to up to her elbows in soap. She's like, "Oh, oh, I know he's a half orc, but he really gets me more to running." <laughs> and you see, she starts fanning herself, something fierce. Uh, so all of you guys kind of show up in in the little market square outside outside of the tavern here. You can see everyone in town is kind of gathered to have have a drink. Keel, you see Henry Coldhammer, the town sheriff. Uh, he's kind of approaching uh, you there, Keel, and you see he's got uh, he's got his club, you know, kind of at his at his hip. He's always ready for trouble, and uh, he walks up and he extends his hand to you, and he goes. Ah, young Keel, bad business with your family. Yes, Sheriff. Well, I just wanted to offer me uh, me condolences, I'm afraid. You know, I didn't expect going away to be this hard. No one ever does, young man, no one ever does. Perhaps you'll feel compelled to stay in Broad Hollow for a little then, maybe. We'll see how I feel in the morning. Aye, well, have yourself a good drunk tonight, lad. I'll pay your bar tab. Let's give him a salute. <laughs> For God's sake, Mum, you don't want their hand-me-downs. They go to the relatives. They're called heirlooms. That's weird. Well, someone's got out of the old shawls. Ma, I think she was buried in it. Let it go. Well, if she wasn't, I'm having it. And you see uh, the constable kind of ignores this and he gives you a dirty look, Daru, and he, he's kind of like, Daru? Uh, and then he turns and he goes to mill about. You guys see around the market, uh, the market square here. Everyone's kind of having a drink. It's rather somber. Um, and they're trying to keep it keep it low key, except for the children. The children of the town are racing here, there, and everywhere. They're laughing, they're playing, uh, and seeing this, old Tom, the town bard, uh, he pulls out his lute and he goes, 
gather around, children, gather around now. I will tell you a story. And you see he just kind of wants the kids to calm down. And you see the kids are pretty excited about this. Uh, and they all come running over and they sit at his feet. How many kids do we have in um, Brawl Hollow? Uh, 19. Shit, so like, <laughs> like 20% of the population. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be about right. I don't know. Under 18, 20%. Yeah, that sounds fine. Well, know. after some of your family died, it's a higher percentage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. And you see old Tom Old Tom picks up a glass of wine and he wets his lips with it and he goes, uh, he strums his lute aimlessly, just a random chord, and he goes, listen close now and hear my tale, the greatest story ever told. A tale of how the world came to be and how it came to be undone. A tale of how an old bargain was broken and why the once clean rivers will soon run with blood. The tales of times to come. And uh, you see stretches and takes a sip of his wine. In times long past, when the world was young, the gods watched over us and guided us to bounty. But the seven princes of El were jealous of their wealth as demons they could not create, only destroy. And so they waged war on the gods and the world shook with force of their battles. After many years, the gods were victorious, but the power of the demon princes was such that even the gods could not destroy them. And so the gods imprisoned the demon princes and locked them away until such time as the world ended and peace was restored. With the demon princes defeated, the gods withdrew from the world and left us to determine our fate in safety. And you see everyone around the market square kind of nods and, and, and Father Eldrune goes, mm, yes, here, 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 here. The high kings of Westscar ensured that the faithful were protected from the influence of the demons until the last high king died and the legend of the demon princes faded into obscurity. And so it would have remained for all eternity until a man was born whose fate was to destroy all that the gods had built. To the west, in the accursed kingdom of Shorks, and you see the audience, they all sort of shift and they mutter, oh, bad business that, a man was born the product of incest to parents who were cannibals, demon worshippers, and worse. The audience is like, boots. On the day he was born, the skies rained blood and the sheep were struck dead in their fields. Rivers flowed uphill and shadows were cast towards the sun rather than away from it. On this fateful day was born the destroyer, the demon king, Dilkash, Shetan. Accursed be his name. And you see all of the adults uh, around the, the market square, they kind of, they go, a curse would be his name. And they, they kind of mime throwing salt over their shoulders. Sounds like a cool guy to me. <laughs> you see, uh, old Tom crosses his legs. Like his parents, Dilkash too was a demon worshipper. And using his evil charms, he tricked good King Gizzard into sending an expedition into the mountains. With the help of his demonic servant, he defiled the tomb of the High King, stole his crown, and unleashed the demon prince upon an innocent world. Uh, and once again, you hear the audience boots, boots. Dilkash returned to Shorks, slew King Gizzard, claimed the mantle of High King for himself and declared war on the world in the name of his evil masters. But Dilkash was not the only one to return from the mountains, was he? King Gizzard's loyal bodyguard, the divine monk Fendala, accompanied the treacherous Dilkash on his journey. When Dilkash's trickery was revealed, he smote the traitor and all the children go, ooh, Yay! and forced him to flee in shame and ignominy. As the evil one fled, Fendala cried out to the gods for help, and such was his goodness 
that the gods ended their long silence and descended from the heavens to confront the demon princes once more. And uh, all the adults go, woo, yeah, all right. And they clap. Nerd. Old Tom, <laughs> old Tom nods approvingly and holds his glass up to them. Such are the times we live in. The demon princes are free and the struggle for our souls sweeps across our land once more. The conflict begins now. And for all I know, it may continue to the ends of time. Hear my words now, children. Pray to the gods and steel yourselves against the hard times to come. You see old Tom skulls the rest of his wine and uh, all the children sit looking wide-eyed and they're like, oh, that Dilkash, he's a bad man. I hope Fendala saves us. Oh, Dilkash. And there's no mention whatsoever of Gizzardson. That's valid. Um, I guess shout out to other gods will not help us. Uh, you see Father Eldrun is all like, mm, gods, gods are very important. Gods, yes. I want to um, walk up to Taika after seeing him work so hard. Yeah, he's, he's presumably still carrying barrels, Taika. Yep. <laughs> okay, I just walk up to Taika and I, I, I pass him something in my hand and go, for your hard efforts. What is, what is this? It's a chewing leaf. Try it and see if you want some more in the future. It's going to be like the last time, Daru. Last time you told it was just, just for chewing. It was fine. Nothing was going to happen. And then I tripped fucking balls for days. Look, this, this is good shit, I swear. I swear. I don't want the good shit. I throw it at his feet. Bah. Go, back to, go back to moving barrels. I pick it up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> I go, I'll be ready for next time. Um, Dungeon Master. Yes. Um, where are my parents being buried? Or just being... in the, the church graveyard. Will that, ha- is, will that happen now or will that happen later? Uh, yes, they are presumably being buried right now. I want to <laughs> leave the wake and head towards the um, cemetery. Uh, all right, you you head towards the cemetery and um, you, you give, give me a stealth check, actually. Here we go, the first roll of our new campaign. And it's a stealth check. Yeah, give me a stealth check to see how subtly you leave the, the party here. All right, throw. Clickety-clackety-clickety-clack. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I rolled a three, so that's um... everybody turns to watch you leaving your own your own family's wake. And uh Father Eldring mm, kills or somewhere you'd rather be mm, kill somewhere else mm, kill. My family. Y- your family are gone kill, that's why we're here. I'm going to the cemetery. Well, yes, of course, kill in the cemetery. Yes. Say hello to, to Fredigo. Uh, okay, so is anyone going with him, or are you discuss? You guys are just going to enjoy the party. I want to. I want to. I want to go with him. I want to run and catch up with him. I'm going to ditch my mother and go with him too. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you see, uh, Lydia is unimpressed. Where are you going, Edwin? I'm going to talk to Daisy. Remember Daisy? Oh uh, yeah, I'll be right back. Edwin, Edwin, it's Rick. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So you you head off uh, in pursuit of Keel and Dari. You also follow Keel. Uh, Keel, you would arrive first at the cemetery here, uh, and you can see this this uh, rather weird, ugly looking fellow. He's got like red hair and a squint and that. Uh, you see, he's he's filling in the graves of your family there, and you would recognise this as Frediger Rather. Uh, he he, you grew up with him. He was kind of the town bully, uh, and now he is the grave digger. <laughs> Hey, Freddy. Oh, hey, it's you, Keel. Just uh, burying your family. What? Can I open the casket just before you finish? What on earth do you want to do that for, you weirdo? Just a bit of a dragon clan thing you wouldn't understand. Yeah, of course I wouldn't. I'm not a weirdo. 
go ahead by all means. And he very theatrically takes a step back and gestures towards the, the coffins. I just look at my family one last time. For those who have not yet been, but those who will be in the fires, may the gods eventually come to save us. Um, and then I want to, like a low heat, I want to use um, my fire breath um, okay. and I want to just cinder their body, cinder part of their bodies. Uh, okay, yeah, you you breathe fire of the bodies. Daru and Rick, you kind of show up just as he's doing that. And um, yeah, you, you fucking, you barbecue your family lightly. Uh, and Frederick is all, yeah, what are you doing, mate? That is insane. How am I supposed to bury that? Yeah, I guess that would reduce. Yeah, you're trying to reduce them to ash. Hey, Daru, that stuff you gave me. Like, did you see that too? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I, that, it, it was beautiful. Uh, and uh, we cool corpse play. Yeah. You're absolutely fair. It is cold damage, so it's a cold fire. <laughs> All right. What actually happens is you breathe your freezing breath over them and they freeze solid like people who've been placed in deep freeze. But other than that, they stay in their coffins. Okay, I'm and- a, that is beautiful. <laughs> Freddie is like, what are you doing, mate? Like I said, you wouldn't understand. Right, okay. Uh, and you see he resumes kind of like throwing dirt in these graves. Uh, so Daru and Rick, you guys are there with him. Uh, is there anything particular you wanted to do? He's just kind of standing I just there. Wanna, I just want to comfort him. I'll walk up to him and put a hand on his shoulder scale. Uh, all right, you do that. We haven't actually had a description for Keel. Keel, what do you look like? Keel is about um, six feet tall, standard for a dragon. Dragon um, can. His scales are quite slick, and he doesn't tend to wear a lot of additional clothing. It's not really necessary for a dragonkin. There's a few shorts that cover any gen- genitalia, but otherwise, that's all he's wearing is shorts. Shorts and a and shorts and a um, like a raggedy singlet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're making Rick have feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Although, because the rest, of, and then the the singlet itself is um is 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 mostly just leather. It's just a leather armor piece. <laughs> it's always ready. Is there any mesh? Metal mesh. No, just sexy mesh. Yeah. Is it, a, is it a mesh singlet? <laughs> to be honest, I didn't actually think too much about his appearance. All right. Uh, yeah. So we 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 see this this young dragonborn kind of mourning mourning the loss of his family. Uh, since you guys are over next to the church, Keel, Daru, and Rick, can you guys all give me a perception check, please? Yeah. No. That'll be a nineteen. For nineteen. Keel. Yeah. Nineteen. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, I got a five. Five. Okay. Uh, Twenty total. 20, okay. Keel and Rick, uh, you guys don't notice much amiss. You, you're kind of distracted by, by your grief. Uh, but Daru, on the breeze, you catch a very slight hint of, of smoke, of, of, of wood smoke and more than wood smoke. Uh, and it's coming, from, it's coming from the rest of the town. Rest of the town, okay. Uh, so we'll cut back over to Taika in the, in the market square there. Uh, so, Taika, what are you are you done with your barrels yet, or are you still just carrying them back and forth for no reason? Oh, how, how heavily is the town drinking? Uh, I mean, pretty heavily, but I don't imagine they've gone through more than like a barrel already. Okay, so I'm, pro- I'm probably I'm probably just sitting back, just relaxing a little bit. Everyone's having fun. There's not too much else to set up. I'm just having a beer, my own. You know what would be nice right now when you're relaxing? 
<laughs> Shut up, Daru. <laughs> you see Lucy kind of walks up to you, Taika, and she's like, oh, Taika, are you all done moving those big, heavy barrels already? <clears throat> Hi, Lisa. Yeah, I am done. Finished it up. It's Lucy, but that's okay. Lucy, not Lisa. <laughs> oh, my apologies. <laughs> well, well, maybe you can make it up to me if you maybe, oh, I don't know, take me down to the river later and we can have a nice quiet drink together. What do you say, Taika? Yeah, sure thing. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you see over Lucy's head, uh, you can see two strangers approaching. This is very unusual because no one ever visits Broad Hollow. Uh, you see there's this tiny, skinny little wood elf uh, and he he looks like a mean dude. Uh, you can see he's got two long daggers, one strapped to, to either thigh, uh, and he's actually wearing his studded leather armour. And uh, behind him is an even scarier dude. Uh, he's a legit minotaur. Uh, so there is a seven-foot-tall minotaur. He's wearing, like, uh, chain mail and carrying an axe. Uh, and you see these two guys are kind of walking through the crowd, uh, and people are recoiling from them, and they're kind of glaring in people's faces, and it looks like they're looking for someone. Uh, so you see these guys tightly. Um, so I gen- generally, I'd carry a, uh, when I'm traveling, I'd carry a shield and a battle axe with me. Where would my, where would I have left that? Probably inside the tavern. You wouldn't. You would. You're not likely to have it on you at the moment. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'll um, I'll turn to Lucy and uh, Lucy. Let's let, let's get inside the tavern. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. There's no one in there. Just trying to simultaneously get close to <laughs> <with your> weapons <laughs> and lead her on a little bit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, orc, you. Lucy follows you into the tavern and um, you see her friend Daisy kind of watching you enviously there. Yeah, so they, she kind of follows you in the tavern. Hmm, what would you see? Uh, you see Henry Coldhammer, our town sheriff from before. He goes over to speak to these two blokes and uh, you can't really make out what they're saying. How long? So you're just darting into the tavern to grab your shield and your, your battle axe? Just to get closer to it in case something happens. Yeah. I've got a vibe about them. Uh, so you make it into the tavern, the the kind of main room there. You see Lucy's like, oh, nice and private. Should we go Shh, upstairs? Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> one, one second. And I just, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to lean and like peek over through the, through the curtain, just trying to get a clearer picture on what's going on outside. Uh, you see Lucy's like, oh, you don't have to worry. I think they'll be busy for hours yet. Uh, and through the curtain, uh, you can see that this minotaur and this wood elf, uh, they're kind of talking to uh, the sheriff. And uh, at first he's really standoffish and then his face gets very grave and he nods and he nods. Uh, and then he points and he points uh, a little ways out of town. And um, you're kind of new to town. So give me, I guess, survival check to see if you know where he's pointing. No, Three. Uh, yeah, you got no idea. He's pointing. You're like, oh, man, there's probably a house in that direction, but I've no idea whose. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, back over in the cemetery, Rick, Daru, and Keel. Um, Daru, you smell a little bit of smoke borne on the born on the breeze there. Uh, yeah. What is what is your reaction to this? You first, know. first, first, I just want to look over in the direction. Can I see any? anything well just my first reaction like oh. uh yes you can see a plume of black smoke uh it looks like a house has been set on fire in that direction okay i just sort of shake your shoulder because i got to go what's happening over there look look i can see smoke you guys all look and uh, yeah you can see black smoke rising uh not that far away probably only half a mile or so will they will be expecting a bonfire 
I don't know. That's um, that's black smoke. What's your family traditions? Here, a silver scales. We don't. It's 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 ice. Oh right, sorry. I'm just distracted. Daisy told me something, and I get he's a good looking orc, but <laughs> I mean we're the same species. You would think. Anyway, should we go check out the five? Look, I reckon tigers are cool, but yeah, no, we should we should we should go ahead back here. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are going to head back to the market square? Yes, I am. Where, where is it? How far away? Half a mile out of town. Look, Keel, I just wanted to apologize for my mother. But she will come knocking for your mum's good stockings and stuff. I think that will be the most offensive part. I'm okay with the rest. Uh, all right, so are you guys all heading back towards the market square? Yes. Doru's kind of being supportive and then Rick's kind of being his own um, supportive self. Uh, okay, so you guys head back towards the market square and uh, you kind of arrive back and uh, you can see the... You can see the constable, he's there. He's looking very, the town town sheriff, he's looking very grave. Uh, and you see he rushes up to you, Daru, and he goes, Oh, yes, Daru. There was, yes, there was two, <laughs> there were two nasty looking blokes looking for you. I couldn't see you, so I sent them onto your house. Oh. For me? Why what, for yes. me? What nasty looking blokes? Uh, there was a wood elf and there was a minotaur. Very nasty looking fellows. I assumed they were friends of yours. I don't know any minotaurs, I think. <laughs> uh, and you see Tamaku, who has not yet been mentioned. Uh, he's he's in the crowd doing doing drug deals. Uh, Tamaku <laughs> kind of overhears you and, and he walks up and he's like, ah, ah Daru, Daru, did he say a wood elf and a minotaur? Yeah, what do you know? Oh, nothing. We should talk though. Okay, I, I walk towards Tamaku and just play. Okay, uh, you, you you guys kind of sidebar for a second. Yeah. Tamaku's like, "Hey, remember uh, the Wood Elf and, and the Minotaur, Boz and Koska? They uh, they wanted to buy all our our leaf, all our medicine, and um, and you said no, and they were like, you'll regret this." <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was totally a thing that happened. Yeah, no, it it could be those guys. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. What do they want? Well, I I assume all of our leaf, man. <laughs> then they could come during business hours. Well, from what the sheriff said, they have come during business hours and they're back at the house now. I turned to Keel and I'm like, I once met a minotaur on this island. Turned out he'd fucked his mum. I swear to God, it happened. Yeah, I swear to God, there was this maze and all these kids. Isn't that how minotaurs are made? The mum fucks a bull. Yeah, that's how they mate. That's a weird. Hang on, how are dragon folk made? Oh, um. <laughs> uh, so I look at Tamako and go, "Will Sharab be in trouble?" They were nasty dudes. I mean, could be. Uh, can everyone give me a, another perception check? But I'm not very perceptive. Uh, including, ah, uh, yeah, including Tiger, but you can do it with disadvantage because you're inside the the pub being being uh, mauled by Lucy. Kill, kill has a fifteen. How do you do, Tiger? Yeah, terribly. I can I can tell there's some sort of commotion outside, but I don't know. <laughs> Lucy's, Lucy's like, oh, Tyka, uh, you see, she spills a drink down your back. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. We should get you out of that wet shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I blush. Just check it off. <laughs> as long as it's not Daisy. Yeah, baby. With a 16, Rick, uh, you think you vaguely hear the sound of a scream 
uh, Born on the Wind. I think I vaguely hear the sound of a scream. Yes, over there on the wind. <laughs> what what direction on the wind? What direction do I hear it? Uh, you, you, it's from the same direction that the, the smudge of smoke was coming from. Oh. Out near the smoke, we should probably, uh, Daru, I assume that's near your house now. Have I deduced that the smoke is in the direction of my house? Is that- It is not in the direction of your house. Oh, okay. now Ooh. I feel like um, obliged. Where is the, <laughs> um, where, where is the sheriff? Uh, the sheriff, he's still in the crowd. I'm rushed to the, I rush over to the sheriff, sheriff, sheriff. Ah, uh, what, what, what's going on? There was a scream. Just outside of town. A scream? Yeah, there's a, there's a scream and I can see smoke burning. And you see he looks and he sees the smoke. Well, I suppose I better hey, check Jill, it out. Then. aren't you like this famous monster hunter? I didn't say it. I, you I, I, should I, go check it out. I, Don't you like kill monsters for a living now, buddy? Isn't that your whole shtick? Can I hear this? Or am I still off Yeah, you guys can all hear this. Yeah. Uh, you see the sheriff kind of hitches his pants up above his big tummy. Uh, and he takes he takes his cudgel, which is it's just a stick with a bit of iron on the end. You see, he kind of eyes the smoke appreciatively, and he he stops and he he, he's, he goes, Roger. And you see his brother, Roger Coldhammer, the town smith. Uh, he comes out holding a, a smith's hammer. He's like, "We're going to check out that smoke. Let's go." And uh, he's going to lead the party. He's a monster hunter. I, I I'm not. I'm. I will join them. I'm. I'm. I'm still a novice. <sighs> Don't sell yourself short. Buddy. No, I need, I, I need, I need Kill to come with me to my house where the actual monsters went. Oh, that's what I thought we were talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Two different directions. Yep. No, Kill, will you come with me? Help me out. I guess, I guess the sheriff. <laughs> I guess the sheriff is better off than me. Do, do you want? Do you want me? Do you want my blade? I want you to to show your big guns off to scare them off. Uh, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. Those. Um, <laughs> just trying to suck a tear in. <laughs> you, 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 use your lizard breath. That's rad. It's, 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 it's a dragonborn, not a lizard. I'm not a lizard folk. I swear to I swore. Forgive my ignorance. Forgive my ignorance. I swear to Niobe, you have heard the goddamn story enough times. All right. So uh, yeah, which which way is everyone going? Tyka, you can see you can see the the sheriff and his burly brother heading in one direction. I'm gonna grab Keel's hand and start walking towards my place, and I'm gonna get, "Hey, Tamaku, oh, come help me." Yeah. Where would um my uh, longsword be? Uh probably back at your house. You you wouldn't have worn it to the funeral. Do you want a weapon? I, I have to go. I have to go home to get that. We've got some scythes in the field. <laughs> Tamaku's like tugging on your sleeve. He's like, "Daru, come on, man." I, I'm, I'm I'm dragging him as we talk. Like, yeah, just come on, come on. All right, you guys head out towards. I'm Daru's so impressed, house. Keel. Taika awesome. and Rick, what are you guys getting up to? Um, I want to see the famous Keel in action, so I'm going to oh follow. Uh, so Taika, what are, you, what are you getting up to? You can see these guys heading one way and the sheriff and his burly brother heading another way. So what, what is the vibe that I'm getting? Like, can I see? Are they panicked? Are they relaxed? Would I, would I even see The sheriff them? looks worried uh, and these guys are panicked, but you don't know why. You can okay. just have sex. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna Lucy's all like, stop. oh, my shirt's wet now too. And she, you see, she takes her shirt off. Lucy, love, um, love. What kind of shirt is brain, she wearing? Brain check. Okay. Brain check. And then I, I'm going to grab my, going to grab my, my, uh, my axe and my shield. I'm just going to, I'm just going to check out a thing. I'll be back. And I'm going to. You don't, you don't actually give me a perception check as you leave. Yeah, three, uh, I'd be five. You don't hear what Lucy says as you leave, but it's something racist towards orcs. She's uh, like, oh, typical orc, always thinking with an, a- with an axe. <laughs> oh, no. 
Which way are you going, Taika? Uh, I think I would follow Daru because Daru looks panicked and even though okay. I turned down his stuff, I was, I'm not, you know, completely, not like I'm not friends with him. Uh, you guys head out towards Daru's farm. Um, <laughs> it takes you a few minutes to get out there. Uh, Taiki, you're kind of trailing behind everyone else. Uh, when you guys arrive at the farm, Daru, you immediately see your door is wide open uh, and that doesn't that doesn't bode well, you don't think. Hey, my door is open. <laughs> Why'd you leave it open? Tamaku goes, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> <laughs> Shirab. Uh, uh, there's no answer. Oh, typical Shirab. Should we be worried about that fire? I mean... Well, the sheriff's had it handled. The sheriff has protected this town for ages. Like, I'm sure he's... I'm sure... Like, Kill, go check inside for me. I'm scared. I, that, that's fine, but I don't have a weapon. You are the weapon. You are a great monster. I am not I, a I, 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 I hand him a blonde scythe I found. Taika, well. you catch up now and you arrive with these guys. Hey, Taika. Just in time, hey. mate. We're going to see this guy kill I'm some monsters. I'm going to give him a fist bump. Oh, isn't he some famous monster hunter? Such a famous monster hunter. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, not, fe- I'm not feeling kill, that great. Kill, the, kill. The, head inside. The funeral was a bit, bit a lot as a lot. Use okay, okay. those emotions. Let them build the feud. I, I like massage his shoulders and just like kiss. <laughs> okay. Bro, just get inside for me. I pick up Daru's scythe. I need to look at the sets for scythe. It's blunt uh, and rusty. <laughs> we'll call it an improvised weapon. The scythe okay. is only for cutting uh, random grass. We don't actually grow any like tall things. It's, just, <laughs> um, it's more of just a random tool you have. You don't know where it came from. It was just always yeah. there. Yeah, it's been a few years in the family, about 700 years. 700. <laughs> 700 year old uh, uh, So what are you doing, Keel? You've got your scythe. Are you heading inside? Yeah, I guess so. How far away were we from the door when we um, got there? I don't know. You would have stopped maybe 100 feet away or something like that. Okay, so um, I walk up, and then when we're about 30 feet away or 40, 50, something of that, yep. that distance, uh, <laughs> 60, 70, 80. Um, <laughs> hello? You walk a few paces forward and stop. <laughs> uh, there's no answer from inside the house. Darren, what was your cousin's name again? Shrub. Shrub. Um, hey, Shrub. There's no answer. I walk, I walk into the door. Hey, um, is anyone here? Just like knocking on the door. There continues to be no answer. Can everyone give me another perception check? Nat 20. Oh, Nat 20. Aye, boy. Daru, with a Nat 20, uh, you can not only notice uh, there is now a huge plume of smoke rising from the town square where you guys were a minute ago, and uh, you can hear like a chorus of screaming now. Hey, Taika, can you hear not the screaming? Mom. What's screaming? Look, the smoke is going to be. I was just thinking about Lucy. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Keel, there appears to be no one in the house, uh, though you do notice uh, a note pinned to the table with a dagger. I pick it up and I have a read. Uh, okay, you read it and it is written in really untidy script. Um, it says, uh, we propose a trade. If you don't enter into business with us, uh, he's not coming back. Uh, and it just says Boz at the bottom. How well is it written? Like, is it someone who Quite knows? Quite poorly. Someone has, someone has okay. clearly scratched it really quickly. Um, can I have a quick squeeze through the house and see if anything's been like damaged or looted. So did you, Daru, tell us that the screams are getting worse and stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. I just turned around and said, I can hear more screaming. So I hightail it back around and start walking back towards. Yeah. We're Hi, Rick. Uh, so, so Keel, can you give me an investigation check? Yep. I'm going to say I'll follow Rick as well. Mm. <laughs> I've gotten onto what's going on now. Did Tamaku come with us? Sweetheart. Yeah, Tamaki's still there. He's wringing his hands. He's like, oh, I hope everything's all right. 
Um, that's a dirty 20. Uh, Keel, you notice a small puddle of blood and what appears to be three wood elf teeth in in the doorway to one of the bedrooms. Oh, God. Darrow? Just shouting back. Um, I think you might want to come in. I can come in. I hear him and go, okay. Hey, okay, so Keel, Rick what's and up? Taika, you guys are heading into town. Uh, Daru and Keel, uh, you guys are still at the house. All right, uh, so Rick and Taika, it'll take you guys a quick minute to get into town. Uh, but as you start heading in that direction, you guys can now see there's a lot of smoke rising from the centre of town. Uh, and, yeah, you can hear screams and you start to see people running in your direction. Uh, and they, they, appear oh, to no. be, they appear to be fleeing in terror. Me mem told me a thousand ways she thought she was going to die. To a minotaur was never one of them. What about black flames? Uh, so, Keel and Daru, what are you guys getting up to? One, uh, someone's wanting, some person named Boz is making a trade with you. Yes, yes, Tamaki Tum- mentioned Boz. That's Mikey still outside. He's like, what's going on in there? Ah. I, I guess show him, I guess show Daru the note. I take it, look at it, and pocket it. More pressing. Um, mm. And I guess hold up three teeth. It's like, ah. are these your cousins? I don't know. Where'd you get them from? <laughs> what the? F- Why are they in your hand? Why did you pick them up? So I push, I push the bedroom door and I'm like, I guess squint my eyes. I'm like, hello? Uh, there continues to be no answer. Do I see anything when I open the door? Uh, you see uh, Sharab's room. Uh, it's got, I don't know, like cushions. He liked cushions and... Uh, he had a really bad taste in art. So there's like, I guess, uh, bad, bad anime posters. Like, poor, he drew them himself. Poorly drawn anime posters all over the walls. Sounds so much like Sherrod. It's just like him. <laughs> there's, there's no body of Sherrod. <laughs> uh, no, there's no body. <laughs> Why do you have teeth? You tell me. Why do you have teeth on your floor? I don't keep teeth on my... There was also blood. We'll, we'll cut back over to Rick and Tyker. So you guys are jogging into town and you can see people running back the other way. What are you guys, what are you guys going to do? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to book it to where the wake was to get to Okay, yep. Tyka, you what are you doing? Yeah, I'll follow. Uh, okay, yeah. You guys run as fast as you can and you, you, you arrive back at the square uh, and you can see now that most of the buildings have been set on fire, except for the tavern. Nearly all of the citizens have been lined up outside the tavern uh, and they're on their knees. And you can see a bunch of armoured soldiers parading back and forth in front of them. Uh, and there's one great big guy at the front. He's got a great big tummy. He's wearing full pl- plate armour. And he's going, well, well, well now. My name is Captain Shelby. And I'm the leader of the Shokes Guard. Now, who here is looking for new employment? I'm going to dive towards the nearest tree and try to hide behind it. Yeah, give me a self-check, sure. And Tyker, what are you doing? You can see this guy's kind of talking to the crowd. Uh, I'll go the opposite direction and try and just hold high behind like a, like a building wall, assuming it's not on fire. Okay, uh, yep, both of you guys, both of you guys try and hide. Uh, yep, give me a, give me a self-check. Uh, 21. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, nice. Rick, you just disappear behind this tree. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, he doesn't appear to notice you, even though you you rather clumsily hide behind this tree, Tyker. All right. Uh, yeah. So you, you guys duck behind this tree and um, you see Captain Shelby continues his speech as, uh, as his troops fan out. Uh, they're kind of holding everyone at like sword and spear point. He's like, yes, 
I'd like to know which of you is looking for new employment because you see there's a number of openings in the involuntary labourer class that maybe I think you would all be perfect for. Uh, and you see he walks over to, they've got Frediger there, the town bully, and uh, you can see he, he picks him up. He's like, oh, yes, perfect for digging. Take this one. Uh, and you see he takes him by the scruff of the neck and he throws into one of his guys and uh, one of his guys uh, starts tying up uh, tying up Frediger's hands. Um, so we'll cut back over to Daru and Keel. Uh, what are you guys getting up to in the house here with your teeth? How, how did this happen? Where is your cousin? Where is my cousin? Tamaki comes through the door and says, oh, my goodness, have they taken him? Have they taken him? What, what do you mean, Tamaku? <laughs> he's, he's clearly gone. And the, the note makes it clear that, you know, if you don't go into business with them, they won't give him back. How do you know about the note? I read it just then. <laughs> <laughs> Here's that note. Who? What are you talking about? Why would what? they have taken him? Well, in Costco, I told you, but to, to, to compel you to do a drug deal with them. But the note seemed so nice and calm. It, it, it didn't seem that brutal. You're not getting him back unless you unless you go into business with us. Marco, can you read the note out loud again, please? We've taken him. Um, you're not getting him back unless you go into business with us. Uh, and you you see a bit at the end. You see a bit at the end that you didn't notice before, and it's written really menacingly. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> this note is threatening. Okay, you, I, I... you turn it over, and it says, uh, "This one's clearly written by Cosca, and it's even messier. It's like I'll kill him with my horns." <laughs> okay, I apologize. I didn't. I didn't read it with my ears when um, the <laughs> when the Ross said it. <laughs> I, I hadn't written its content down. Uh, yeah, so so Tamaki's like, oh my goodness, what should we do? We should go find the constable. How badly did we vex them? <laughs> um, I just badly enough that they would want to kidnap your cousin. This is so unusual. I'm sure I would go to business with them. I mean, they were shady guys, and they were trying to compel you to sell your all your product at a very cheap price instead of giving it to you know your 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 parents. Um, well, I suppose we need to get him back. Uh, and Tamaki rings his hand. He's like, oh, uh, I think we should get the constable's help. Where, I'll, where? I'll go do that now. And you see he runs off into the center <laughs> of town. Dude, the constable's in, he's out. Okay, whatever. This is stressful. All right, we cut back over the town square and you see Captain Shelby's moving through the crowd. You see Oh, my now, anxiety is like right here. Oh, okay. Uh, you see he, you guys recognize the person he lifts up next. It is, uh, it is Greg Frothblown, the old owner of the tavern. And uh, you see he lifts him up and he's all like, hmm. And uh, he, he picks him up by the throat and he's looking at him. Not much life left in this one. Put him on the sacrifice pile. And uh, you see he uppercuts him and uh, throws him to one of the guards and, and the guards uh, sneers nastily and throws him in a cage. How many guards, like how many people are here? Uh, you can see at the moment, you can only see eight guards and Captain Shelby in his full plate armour at the front. Eight guards eight and guards. Captain Shelby. And Captain and Shelby. And Captain Shelby looks like bad news. Tucker could take him. <laughs> he's, he's six foot six and we athletic. need kill. oh my god by himself uh, uh, by yeah himself. what are you guys getting up to so they've he, he's told them to throw greg your employer tyker uh they've, they he's throw greg uh on the sacrifice pile fuck fuck i'm not getting paid fuck <laughs> <laughs> we know. i look at tyker and i'm like what do we do do you want to stay i want to stay let's stay i might is it can i find like a rock by my rock? feet Yep. Uh, yeah, that'd probably be a rock. Why not? Yeah, and I'm going to just try and pick like a, a window 
or something nearby that might lure some guards our way without bringing them directly to us. And oh, okay. Throw it. Go, go deception or performance to attract their attention. <gasps> oh. Pick, uh, pick okay. one. Can I give him a help action? Uh, yeah, you can help. All right. Roll with advantage. Come on. Use different dice to what you've been using. <laughs> um, 15. 15. Uh, all mm. right. You see there is this tinkling sound as you, you shatter a window. And uh, Captain Shelby, he turns to look in your direction and you can see that inside is his full face helmet. Uh, there are these glowing red eyes at the very back of it. And you see how he points to two of his guys and he goes, Hugh and you, go find out what made that noise. Uh, and uh, two of his blokes go scurrying in your direction. Back over at the farmhouse, Daru and Kiel, uh, Tamaku has now run into the centre of town. He's like, I'm going to find the constable. Oh, bye-bye. Uh, what are you guys getting up to other than, you know, chewing some leaf? Who are these people and where would they have taken your brother? Well, I suppose they've taken them back to their um, their place. Where is that? I don't know. I don't go visit them. They're not my friends. You guys hear someone running past the front of the farmhouse. Uh, they're like, run for your lives. The village is under attack <laughs> in the town square. Well, that's weird. <laughs> no, please sit. Discuss it some more. Everyone needs help. Kill. I think we need your services elsewhere. To be absolutely fair, I did not hear the screaming, so I have no idea. Another person goes past. Oh, God, if only someone could help. Keel, you're up. What? No, I, no, no. Sorry. Let's go, let's go for a walk. Where? Back to town. Oh, uh, okay. Um, in, in, in your cousin? We need to get him back. <laughs> okay, so I just, I just grip the scythe and I start walking, shaking. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys start heading back into town. Back over in the town square... We see a horrible old lady, Lydia O'Donnell. She stands up at the back of the crowd and she goes, Oh, you awful young man, you rude young man. This this here is a wake that you're disturbing. If my son Rick was here, he'd show you who was boss. Rick, Rick, where are you? Rick, get out here. Get out here. No. Oh, I really don't want to die. Um... And, uh, yeah, you can see these two guards are kind of heading over towards you towards you guys. They're, they're getting quite close now, but behind them you see Captain Shelby walks over to Lydia O'Donnell. No. Yeah. And he, he twists her this way and that, and he goes, hmm, no good for involuntary labour, too weak for sacrifice. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! We know oh my what god. to do with this one. What are you, what are you guys? What are you guys gonna I do? I step out from behind the fucking tree, Ross. Oh my yep. god! <laughs> and Bear I, in mind, and you I don't say, have any weapons on you at this stage. No, I felt that Rick would carry his rapier with him because it like goes with his costume to a funeral. Yeah, he like carries it everywhere with him. All right, okay. It's yes. a metaphor for his penis. You've, you've got your rapier on you then, yep. Thank you, lovely. Um, I step out <laughs> and I say, good motto, sweet sorrow. And I sidle up to the captain and I'm like, I've just been... <laughs> I don't know. Oh my sorry, God. sorry, just, Look, so just say... to be clear, there's, there's, a bloke, there's a bloke approaching you uh, mm-hmm. to find out what the noise was, you jump out from behind the tree, you say, good morrow, sweet sorrow, and you start walking directly towards the captain. Yeah, with, like, um, intentional swagger. And I, I say, I've oh, been sent oh, from... My... Wait, wait. Okay, how, you, how are you trying to get past... How are you trying to get past the guard? Are, are you saying anything to him or are you just walking straight out? I'm just walking. Oh, okay. What I'll do is that as, all right. as Rick's walking out with all his swagger, 
I'll I've got my I've got my sword and my battle axe in hand, and I'll I'll kind of step out on the side, and as as a guard goes to intercept her, I'll just I'll uh, see intercept him. Sorry, I'll um I'll just like shove him with my shield. Yeah, uh, you shove the guard, push him back. Yeah, and I'll say really make loudly. Him, I'll say to the. I'll say to Captain Shelby, he shouldn't um, harm the old lady because uh, uh, she has been gifted long life from a demon and a curse would fall upon him. Give me, okay, you give me a deception check, please. Okay. Have a good roll. 17 plus 7, 24. Yeah. Plus 7. Holy. All right, and now give me a performance check to see how convincing your performance is. Uh, so you jump out and you 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 say that to Captain Shelby and you he, see he goes what and he looks back at your mum and kind of drops her out of shock. Uh, but the guard the guard nearby you he he just doesn't really he doesn't want a bar of it. Uh, and you see uh, as he walks up to you he just like levels his pike and he's going to try and stab you. I'm going to go Tyka and Rick roll initiative. We. <gasps> Nat fucking 20, bitch. Uh, you'll go first. <laughs> 18. 18. Uh, so, uh, Reckless Rick, uh, you get to go first. Uh, so this guy, like, levels his pike and goes to stab you. Okay, I'm going to cast Gust. He has to succeed on a strength saving throw. He gets a six. Uh, sorry, an eight, so. He does not save, so he's pushed, yep. like, 10 feet away from me. Uh, this guy goes to stab you with his pike, and uh, how do you cast Gust? What do you do? I make a little wiggle with my fingers, and he gets thrown back, and I'm like, see, the old lady, blah! Uh, all right, you see this guard gets blown 10 feet backwards, and he's that's actually his turn next. Uh, so he picks himself back up, uh, and he covers the 10 feet back towards you, and he's oh. going to try and stab you with his, his pike okay, here. Okay, well, he'll probably do that. Uh, with an 18. Yes, that hits me. Okay, and he does six damage to you. I'm dead. Uh, okay, uh, so what you guys what? see is this: uh, Rick, <laughs> Rick goes down. Rick what? jumps. Rick jumps out, uh, and he's all like, "Oh, unhand my mum. She's protected by a demon." And Captain Shelby's like, "What?" and drops her. Uh, the guard, meanwhile, continues closing on him. Uh, Rick. Uh, throws him backwards with a spell. Unimpressed, the guard jumps back up and, uh, yeah, charges in and stabs Rick right through the chest with a pike. And, uh, yeah, you see Rick hits the ground. That's sad. And the guard's all like, eh, that's a shame. He would have made a good involuntary labourer. Tyker, that is that is your turn. You are still hidden for now. I will, I will move up. Yep. I'm going to pick Rick up. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> We're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm just going to bolt. Okay, yep. You you run in. I'll say you can pick up Rick uh, just as a free action and then what, you disengage and run? Yep. No, there's no way. <laughs> you start You start running. Uh, you start running away. You see, you hear behind you, Captain Shelby goes, well, go on then. Half to them, you idiots. And uh, behind, back in the square, you hear uh, you hear Lydia O'Donnell going, uh, and she starts sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bully, Dan. You, uh, you guys start running away, uh, and you hear thunder rumbling overhead. Uh, Daru and Keel, I'll say you guys meet uh, Tyker coming back the other way, pursued by these guards. Yeah, you hear this storm start to gather, uh, and uh, lightning starts striking all around you. Uh, and you guys kind of stand there and these two guards kind of stop. And uh, you turn around uh, and in the roadway directly behind you, a bolt of lightning hits the ground 
in the crater left by the lightning, uh, you guys see uh, this figure. It is shirtless. Uh, they're wearing martial arts pants. Uh, you can see they have huge white wings protruding from their back. Uh, this half-elven figure stands up. You see that they have a blindfold around their eyes. Uh, and uh, everyone give me a history check. Oh, I'm good at that. Me? Okay. I'm out. Now 20 again. Oh, okay. Uh, Daru, you immediately recognise this as the divine monk Fendala. 18 plus 5 is 23. Wait, who played Fendala? Uh, that was Ashley. Ashley. Aw, yay. Hey, that's that guy that opposed Dilkash. You. <laughs> uh, so you see, uh, yeah, the divine monk Fendala, and there are more lightning strikes around the town, and you see these these paladins in in shiny plate armor are all kind of appearing. You see Captain Shelby. Uh, he kind of goes, "Oh shit, it's them! Get them, lads!" And uh, you see, they kind of abandon all the townsfolk uh, and start running into combat with all these paladins. You see, Fendala sort of turns. And he, he sticks out a hand towards you guys and he goes, flee, flee to the church. You'll be safe there. Uh, and then he turns around and he reverse heel kicks this guard and the guard just flies backwards and goes, bang, flies through the front wall of the mill and the, the mill just collapses on this guard uh, and it's metal as fuck. Uh, yeah, so you see Fendala and all his paladins start kicking some ass. Uh, yeah, you guys are standing there and uh, you see behind you now, there's this figure in a priest's robe and he's got a cow pulled over his face. And he's like, this way, this way, I'll guide you to safety. Excellent. I'm going to follow, but I'm going to shout, Fendala, thank you. And I'm going to throw him some leaf. So I, I will point out that Reckless Rick is dying at the moment. Someone help me. <laughs> oh. uh, so Reckless Rick, can you give me a death save, please? Oh, shit. Well, that's a fail. Okay, uh, you see Reckless Rick convulses and uh, spits up some blood in your arms there, Tyka. Daru, Daru, quick. You've, surely you've got something. And then I'm just going to, like, kind of try and, like, hand Rick to Daru. Um, I, I have some healing skills, but I've never revived someone. Okay, well, I'm going to cast oh. cure wounds in this exact moment. Okay, so I, I put my hand on, on Rick's head and I'm like, uh, oh, there we go, shaking, shaking. Um, I rolled a nine for my um, healing. Oh, okay, uh, Yes, you, you're back up to full health, I guess, Rick. Oh, that's more HP oh, than I have. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Your biceps are noticeably bigger. <laughs> you, feel, you feel better than before you were stabbed. And you have a larger penis. <laughs> with, a, with a jerk, you see Rick sits up suddenly. Uh, so you see absolute chaos has erupted. Everyone's screaming and running this way and that. Uh, these paladins are fighting against uh, Captain Shelby and his witch knights. Uh, you see Captain Shelby's, like, casting spells now and incinerating paladins, and Fendala's, like, uppercutting people and they're flying clean out of town. It's fucking metal as shit. And, yeah, this cow figure is standing behind you guys, and he's like, come this way, to safety, to safety, follow me. I bolt towards um, um towards the figure. Like, okay, you guys are following him? Rick, Rick, let's go, Rick. Are you okay? You see Dude, Rick I feel of... amazing. I feel so good. I could take them all on now. <laughs> Send me back. Let's go. That's the Panamala recipe. All right, uh, you see, yeah, so you guys start running after this guy. He's like, come to the church, to the church. And he starts shouting to other townsfolk that you can see uh, are starting to run with you guys. He's like, come on, come on, everyone, to the church now, to the church. Uh, and you guys get to the church. Um, and this this cow figure that you assumed was Father Eldrune, uh, you can see now that it's not. This is someone else that you haven't seen before. And the doors to the church are locked fast. Yeah, what are you guys going to do? We know we don't recognize this person now. I'm going to try and pick the lock. Uh, yeah, you know you don't recognise this person. You've never seen them before in your life. Who are you? Who are you and what's happening? 
my, my name doesn't matter. Come on, we have to get in the church. We'll be safe there. I just turn around and I see Rick I'm trying, to, trying to pick lock the gate. The church like, why is the church locked? We, we were all just there. You, you hear from inside the church, Father Aldrin, mm, the ch- church is closed now. Go away. Church is closed. <laughs> Don't tell him I'm so here. Can I try and unlock it? Or Yeah, absolutely. Give me a, give me a slide of hand check. That is a 19, baby. Uh, okay, you hear the, the lock uh, clicks open, uh, but the doors still won't open uh, when you push on them. Go, go away now. Ch- church is closed. Church is closed. No no time. I'm just going to run at the door to try and, like, budget. Uh, okay, give me a strength check. Oh, gosh. Just straight strength? Mm. Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Uh, so Father Eldrin rolled a natural one. Uh, so you run into the... You run into the doors and, uh, yeah, you bowl him over backwards where he's trying to hold him shut. Uh, and you see he's like, oh, um, uh, ch- church is open now. Come on in. <laughs> Father El- Eldridge, was it? Eldrun, yes, that's his Eldrun. name. Eldrun. Hello, Father Eldrun. I give him a kiss on the forehead. He's like, um, d- don't touch me, weirdo. Uh, stop it. Yeah, uh, drugs. Uh, I don't like drugs. It's bad. Uh, so you guys make it into the church and you see the, the cowed stranger kind of closes the door and, and, and locks them again a- again behind you guys. He, he, you still can't see his face and he sort of goes, please, all of you, we, we must pray together. We must pray for deliverance. Please bow your heads. Please join me in prayer. I look uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. I just, I bow my head, but I, I, like, I don't know what I'm doing. You hear this disturbing high-pitched cackle outside the door uh, and then something starts scrabbling and scratching at the doors behind this guy. This doesn't sound good. Well, I bow my head to the guy. <laughs> He's like, please, we, we must all pray together. Please, everyone. Uh, and you see around you the townspeople start to, to bow their heads so you can see okay. Lucy and Daisy are there. Reckless Rick, you can see your mum is there too. See, Greg didn't make it, uh, neither did Frediger. Uh, but you see Tamaku is there. Uh, but the, the town sheriff and the town smith, neither of them are there. And uh, this, this cowed figure at the, the front kind of pushes Father Eldrun back down into a, into a seat and goes, yes, let us all bow our heads and pray to the gods for deliverance. Uh, do you guys all so pray? We pray to our individual god? Yeah, you pray to your individual god. Are you guys, yeah. are you guys all happy to pray? Yeah. I start um, dancing I'll, I'll, in my typical prayer dance. <laughs> I'm just going to sort of like pop my head. I'm going to walk towards the um the back of the church neobi goddess of the hunt i i am not ready to be the prey where where do we where, what is the path neobi 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 what is the path uh you see the altar of niobe lights up at the uh at the back of the church there near where you are and uh you see this greenish beam kind of shoots out from from her altar and it illuminates and you guys all see this it illuminates it illuminates keel and you see the cow figure at the front goes, Niobe, Niobe, she speaks to us. Keel, approach the altar. What? I approach the altar? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you get closer to the altar and none of you guys, none of you guys are aware of this. From the outside, it looks like only half a second passes. Uh, but Keel, you see a bright flash and then you find yourself in a forest grove. Uh, and standing in front of you uh, is this elf. Uh, she's wearing this light leather armor and she's carrying a bow and you see she is kneeling and she is apparently butchering uh, a deer on the ground in front of you i i, I look i look at um her like today's hunt was good uh she turns to you and she smiles and she goes well met fellow hunter do you think your hunt is over or just beginning i don't even think i've started she kind of work walks towards you and goes i agree would you like to start the hunt yes <laughs> i just i just look around Will you seek out worthy prey? Yes. And will you speak my name with each one that falls at your hands? I'm sorry, Neobi, I have not yet slain a beast. 
oh, I know, I know, Keel Silverscale, but you will. Uh, and she snaps her fingers uh, and you find yourself back in the church. From the outsides, what you guys see is this. Uh, so, Keel, you, you you suddenly reach level three is what's happening here. <laughs> and uh, you gain all your starting equipment. So you see your longsword materializes in your hand and, and your armor sort of uh, appears and covers your body. Uh, des- describe what happens there as, as you receive the God's blessing. You see... Um, this green like vein going through my silver and it just feels like there's this green and then there's this slight undercurrent of red in the green um, as it kind of slithers around my body. You can see me getting slightly larger. So it's almost like I've instantaneously become someone who knows how to use my weapons and to know how to defend myself. And I suddenly have this, this pose of someone that is more well-equipped and ready for action. More well-equipped, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Doru, as the only um, magic user, you would you would get a feeling, oh, sorry, and any other magic users, maybe the priest, I guess. Like, I've got, it seems like there's more um, magic behind what, what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, so you see Kiel gets a little bit bigger. Uh, you see this kind of, his veins bulge with this disturbing greenish kind of fluid. And, uh, yeah, there's something about him now. He seems just a little bit more magic, just a little bit more fair around the edges. Uh, and just as you guys are getting used to this taika, uh, you can suddenly hear a rapid sound of, of drumming. You can suddenly hear a really rapid drum beat. You kind of hear it and, and no one else seems to be reacting to it. Uh, and as you look around, you can see that it's coming from the altar of Anaki, the god of the wild. Uh, what do you do? I, um, I take a step towards the altar. Uh, uh, you step towards the altar and the drums get louder and louder. And uh, then in a flash, uh, and again, no one else sees this but you, in a flash you find yourself standing inside a yurt, this hide tent. Uh, and it's really dark. There's a there's these hot coals in the middle and uh, you see a hand reaches out and tips water over these hot coals. Um, and as, he, as, as, as it does, you see the, the fire flares up a little and it illuminates the biggest orc you have ever seen. Uh, so orcs like uh, goldfish and lobsters never stop growing in their lives. The older they get, the bigger they get. Uh, this orc is like nine feet tall and, and he, you, you think he would be unimaginably old and you see his face is a mess of scars. Uh, and he's he's completely nude. All he is wearing is just like a bear skin. So like the bear head is on top of his head and it's just loosely draped over him. Uh, and you see he's looking at you with his, his, his arm on his knee and he's like, you know who I am? I. And you hear the drums, don't you? I do. You've always heard the drums, haven't you? It's in my blood. <laughs> and you... <laughs> You see he stands up and he looks at your bartender uniform and he goes, then why have you spent so long pretending you can't? And he leans his head back and bang, headbutts the fuck out of you. Uh, And you go flying clean out of the yurt and uh, you land back in the church. And, uh, yeah, you kind of receive your equipment and go up to to level three there. Uh, Explain what that looks like from the outside for everybody else. Oh, I'd say that a, a gust of wind sort of materializes around me. And you briefly see these ethereal sort of ghosts flash in and out, uh, rotating around me with this gust of wind. And they're, they're, they're big orcs and there's also, but they're not quite orcs. They're almost, they're, they're bearish. They look, they look almost like orc werebears and they're just, and they, then they fade <laughs> away quickly. 
as well as quick as they can. All right. Uh, so from the outside, you guys see Taiki gets even bigger uh, and his axe kind of uh, lengthens and, and, and sharpens and uh, he just seems a little bit more real, a little bit more savage, a little bit more wild than he did before. You see this cowed figure at the front of the room. He goes, ah, the gods, they have favoured us with two heroes. Heroes! And he kind of uh, he kind of sort of bows to you guys. And he goes, please, heroes, defend us. Uh, so, Keel and Taika, what are you guys doing? I'll raise my battle axe and go, yeah! <laughs> uh, all right, Daru, you kind of see this happen. And um, you suddenly become aware of this, like, uh, what would you say, viol music? Vile, yes. Yes, you, you suddenly become aware of this vile music and it's it's kind of coming from, from the altar of uh, Clara, the goddess of music and art. And you can hear this this very faint music coming coming from her altar. What are you, you going to do there? I'm going to walk towards it. Right to it. Uh, uh, you walk over and you can hear the music getting louder, but no one else appears to hear it. And uh, as you approach it, you suddenly find yourself in this concert hall. In this concert hall, you can see just the biggest orchestra in the you've just phenomenally large thousand tens of thousands of players uh and they are somehow not sounding like a cacophony uh they are all just playing in perfect harmony is the most beautiful sweet music you've ever heard in your entire life and at the front uh you can see this uh this human woman and she's standing there and she's directing the orchestra uh, but you get the feeling she's not only directing the orchestra but she's also contributing as well uh, and you see she makes that little sign for like a rest or whatever. Uh, and the orchestra goes quiet for a moment. And she turns around to you and uh, she goes, ah, Daru, our newest performer. At last you are here. I sort of uh, sort of like take a knee. This is surreal. Ah, yes. I'm glad you show good respect. It is time for your audition, Daru. I hope you've been practicing. I hope you haven't been sitting around chewing and smoking leaves. I hope you've been practicing. I'm just, I'm just so not prepared. Well, no time like the present, Daru. Please join the orchestra. And she gestures and you suddenly see there is an empty seat at the, the front of the, the front of the stage there. What are you, you going to do? Um, I'll take it. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, you walk up and uh, you sit down and a vial appears in your hands and a bo- uh, in one hand and a, a bow appears in the other. Uh, give me a performance check. Um, actually, no, give me a religion check first. See how religious okay. you're feeling. And, and you are proficient in religion. Yeah. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. Uh, not with advantage then just a, just a regular performance check. 15. 15. All right. Okay. So you play your vial and it's passable, but maybe if you didn't spend all your time smoking drugs, it would have been better. Uh, and you see Clara kind of listens. She's like, mm, mm, and she winces a few times and she conducts you. And at the end of it, she sort of looks gravely at you. She's like, hmm, needs a little more practice, Daru. You're not quite a first chair yet. Perhaps third. That is fair. But I'd be willing to take you under my wing, take you under my tutelage. Uh, and you see she turns around and she gestures to the back of the auditorium. And she goes, please go forth, play for me. What do you do? Just to the back of the... the, the yeah, the exit of the auditorium. Play for you. Yes. Go forth into the world. Play for Can me. I, I pick up the vial and I, yep. I walk towards the, the back of the hall. Uh, uh, you, you walk out of the auditorium and you find yourself back in the church now. Uh, and now the vial is in your hands. And uh, it seems like no ordinary vial. Uh, so, yeah, what does it look like from the outside? Everyone here is like this sort of 
the Dolby Atmos bass sort of travel around the room. And I'm just looking a little bit more renewed. My shaggy black hair is now just a little bit more mm. kept. And I've got a sort of a more sense of purpose as I stand there with the surprise vial. Uh, so you guys see Darius standing there and he's, you've never actually seen him carrying an instrument before. Normally he's just, you know, dealing drugs or taking drugs. But he's kind of standing there holding this vial like for the first time he knows what to do with it. And you see he draws the bow across the strings and uh, it, is, it is a truly beautiful sound. Uh, and you see again this cloaked figure at the front of the room. He claps his hands. He's like, ah, another hero favoured by the gods. Three, an auspicious number. Hmm, I wouldn't have expected there to be any more. Rick, you can hear in the back of your mind the rattling sound of dice. Yeah, boy. Uh, and they appear, uh, this sound, as you turn your head, uh, it appears to be coming from the altar of Sketco. Not a very popular altar, this one. The trickster goddess. What do you do? I walk up to that. Nay, I swagger up you to swagger? that altar. Uh, all right, you walk up to the altar and you, you can hear the sound of dice getting louder. And somehow there's this kind of like chinging noise that you've never heard before. Uh, it's actually the sound of a slot machine, but you, you don't know what that is. And uh, intrigued, you reach out and you touch the altar and you find yourself in a saloon. It's like this old West style saloon. Uh, and seated at the table uh, is this tiefling woman. And you can see she has an enormous hat with an, an even bigger hat than yours with an even bigger feather than yours. And you see she's got her feet up on the table and uh, she has two of the fanciest leather boots you've ever seen. She's dressed <laughs> like, uh, she's kind of dressed like this, this Wild West frontier adventurer. And you see she's sitting there. She's like, oh, wow, reckless Rick O'Donnell. I've been waiting for you for an age. Sorry to keep you waiting, my lady. Welcome, Rick. Please take a seat at my table. And uh, you see she gestures to the the other gamblers who are kind of around the room. She's like, all of you may leave. There's only one seat at my table. Well, you know, I love a woman in power. Uh, And you see all these people kind of get up and leave. I flick out my coattails with a flourish and I sit down and I put my boots on the chair, not on the table as a sign of respect. Uh, You see she kind of smiles. She goes, well, Rick, I'm glad you're finally here. So I guess it's time to play, don't you? <laughs> I'm scared of her. Why, yes. Yes, I do. Are you willing to put up your stake, Rick? Yes, let's do this. And I... What's my stake? Uh, she goes, why, the only stake that matters. Oh my god, myself? You see, she clicks her fingers and resting in your palm is a golden disc. And it says, <gasps> the soul of Rick O'Donnell. Oh, I love <laughs> And she goes, although... Now that I think about it, that might already be mine. You see on the table in front of her, Rick, a little vignette kind of appears out of mist. And uh, you see a young, reckless Rick O'Donnell. He's clinging to the mast. So handsome. Yeah, he's handsome. Uh, You see he's clinging to the mast of a wrecked ship. Oh, my God. You see he's going, please, please just get me out of this, please. Please, I'll give anything. Please, just let me go. I'll give you anything. So it just happened already? This has already happened. Yes, please, please. Just let me live. I'll give you anything. She sort of smiles and goes, do you remember what happened next, Reckless Rick? I do. I do. You're still here, aren't you? I am. And you said you'd give anything. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's already mine. And you see, she snaps her fingers and the little oh, golden man. disc that says the soul of Rick O'Donnell is now oh, sitting in her hand. <laughs> and she goes, well, now, you can't play if you don't have no stake. Although, uh-huh. and you see, she snaps her fingers again. Uh, and this time there's a new golden disc in your hand and it says the soul of Lydia O'Donnell. 
Oh my god. Ah! And she goes, No, Rick has a gambling problem. <laughs> she goes, What do you say, Rick? You willing to sit at my table? So if I win, I get my mum's soul and my soul. You see, Rick, you already owe me your soul. What you're playing for is time. I can collect now or I can collect later. All right, let's play. Now you lose, Rick. I collect you and your mama right now. You win, I collect you, but just later. Do I have to roll for this? What's it going to be, Reckless Rick? Let's play. Well then. <laughs> Since it's my table, I state the game. Five cards stud. Okay. No discards. One hand. Okay. Uh, and you see she That's deals- why you handed me cards. Oh, my God. You see she deals herself five cards. Oh. Uh, and then she deals cards in front of you. Okay. And she's like, well, since it's my table, I guess I'll turn over fast. And you see she turns over queen, 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 jack, jack. She's got a full house, three queens, two jacks. Now, Amy, you have four cards sitting in yeah. front of you. Can you start turning them over, please, in the okay. order I've given them to you? King. King, yep. Okay. King. Yep. Ooh. Oh, my God, I'm so stressed. <laughs> King. Okay, so you got three kings. What's the fourth card? Two. You got three of a kind, which does not beat a full house. No. She, uh, you, you turn to her and you say uh, that you've only gotten four cards. She goes, well, mm-hmm. so you do, silly me. Check your pocket, Reckless Rick. Uh, and in your pocket, you find the fifth card. Mm-hmm. Flip it over. Okay. Okay. Ah. What is it? Ooh. It's a joker. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and you see she kind of smiles. She goes, three of a kind does not beat a full house. Ain't it a good thing that at my table, jokers are wild? Okay, Ooh. okay. So I do win because I have four kings. She goes, four kings, Rick. Oh, okay. And she uh, she passes you the little token that says your soul. Oh, you can pay me that one precious. later. Uh, and you see she Ooh. laughs and claps her hands. And, uh, yeah, you find yourself back in the church. I have heartburn from that. Okay, awesome. So I still owe her my soul. Yeah, just later. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what does your transformation look like from the outside? So all the colours in like my pirate outfit get up uh, faded and they glow brighter um, and I get an extra feather in my cap. So you have two or the feather looks bigger? <laughs> oh, it just looks bigger. Um, <laughs> and I look less squishy. Like there is some slight muscle definition and I immediately hope that Daisy notices. Uh, give me a performance check. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, it's a seven. Oh, 14. 14. You see Daisy kind of looks at you and she's all like, ooh, he's nice. And then she looks back at Taika. Ooh, he's nicer. Fine. <laughs> 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 uh, and you see this figure at the front of the room. It kind of steps away from the doors and it goes, you are all blessed by the gods. Gaze upon your champions. Uh, and as it steps away from the doors, the doors burst open behind it. Uh, and you see these four creatures in the doorway. Uh, they're about the size of chimps. Uh, one of them looks like a chimp, uh, but instead it's got like a squid for a head. Uh, another one is just like this praying mantis looking thing, but it's got like a human face. There are these like fucked up looking things. And you guys immediately recognize these as demons. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, man. Not 20. Oh, why waste them on my initiative? 18. 18. Oh, yeah. that was a shit roll. That's a six. 
Uh, all right, cool. Uh, so you see these these four demons, these four small demons burst through the doors. Reckless Rick, you act first. What are you going to do? You're, you'd be about 30, 30 feet away from the nearest demon, uh, and they're about to burst through the, the doors. Oh, okay, fuck me. I guess I go and attack the closest demon. Are you just going to run in and stab it, or...? Yeah, is the other demon within five feet of it? Yes, all four of them are crowding through the doorway. Mm, okay, I guess I'm just going to use my action to attack, and then I guess I'll use my bonus action to disengage without getting hurt. Alright, yep, do it up. Okay, does a dirty 20 hit? Yes, it does. Uh, so you, you run up and you stab this thing. What, what do you do to it? Okay, I stab it with my rapier and... Do oh so much math does um eleven damage. Uh, all right, you stab the shit out of this little demon coming through the door, and you see it's like, ah, uh, but it's still it's still kicking. Oh, okay then. Well, I guess I'll use my bonus action to like disengage. Uh, I think you're out of movement though, isn't your movement thirty? Oh, okay, yes. Then I'll just chill. Uh, yeah, you stop in front of this this demon that's kind of hurt and fucked up. I chopped him good. I think it was Monash. You had 18, didn't you? Yep. Uh, yeah, you're up next. Um, how far away are they? To the door? Uh, about 30 feet from you. Yeah. 30 feet. Okay. And um, the room is filled with terrified townspeople. Okay. I want to run um, like halfway towards them and throw a dagger. Uh, okay. Yep. You, you you run in there. Yep. Do it up. Yeah. Throw me a dagger. Yep. yep. Uh, at oh. the one that's already hurt or which one are you aiming at? Uh, fresh one. The fresh one. one okay. Yep. Um, uh, and that's 20 on my attack. Um. Yes, that hits. Yep, do it up. Um, so that's a uh, uh, nine damage. Oh, okay. Yep, that'll that'll do it. <laughs> yep. Okay, you you run forward and you throw this dagger, and it just uh, it hits the praying mantis one directly in its like human face and stabs it through the eye, and uh, yeah, you see it falls to the ground dead. Uh, I'll just look. I'll feel confident in myself. All right, uh, that is imp number one, the one that reckless Rick's. I mean, mysterious demon that you don't know. The one that mm-hmm. Reckless Rick stabbed. Uh, it is going to... You see, it spins around uh, on it. What did I say it looked like? Oh, okay. It looks like a chimp with a squid head. You see it spins around and hits hits Rick with its its tentacles. Uh, it gets a 17. Yes, it fucking hits me, Ross. You take seven piercing damage. Oh, thank God. Uh, and can you give me a constitution saving throw? No! Nine. Nine. Uh, you also take seven poison damage. Whee. So fourteen. Well, fuck. Uh, yeah. So you see, it stabs you with its like prickly tentacles. How, how you feeling there, Rick? Uh, he's been better, but he's also <laughs> been worse. So you know. We yeah. Uh, and you see the other two that are kind of standing standing at the back there. Uh, you see one of them jumps over its fallen comrade, and who's it going to go for? Let me let me check my roster of townspeople here. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a dice here to see who it goes for. All right, you see it goes straight for Daisy. Uh, so Lucy, <laughs> why? Lucy, why are you Lucy this is the one that's been going for you, Tyka. Daisy's also got a crush on you. Uh, you see it goes straight for Daisy. Um, Peel as a reaction. Yeah. Um, is going to use Blood Curse of the Eyeless. Which okay. means I use my reaction to roll one of my dice and subtract that from the attack roll. Okay, oh. yep. Do it up. Oh, oh shit. Um, does it subtract one away? Does that still hit? It does still hit. Ah. This one looks like uh, a miniature pony, but it's got like a scorpion tail and uh, a bat head. 
Uh, and you see, yeah, it gallops forward and it uses the scorpion tail. And yeah, it just fucking stabs right through Daisy. And so you, sh- you see she's like, oh, I always played a poor second fiddle to Lucy. Uh, and she fucking dies. Oh. Goddamn roll can't even do anything. Are you joking? You see, the next uh, the next demon runs in uh, and it runs through the door and it's going to go for you, Daru. Oh no! Like, why is there does, demons oh. initiative? Holy shit! Does a does a nine hit? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you see this Ooh, one. Runs, does a nine hit? You see this one <laughs> runs for it like a spider because I'm in it. I've run out of creativity. Uh, so it just looks like a spider and it runs forward and it tries to bite you and uh, yeah, it fails to do so. Oh. Um, Ashley, that is your turn. All right. So as a bonus action, I immediately go into a rage. Excellent, yes. Um, so there's one demon 30 feet away at the door, and then there's two demons about 15 feet away from you. Right, so I'm going to move to the demon that's close to Daisy's corpse. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, I'm going to try and attack. <laughs> yep, but do it up. I'm raging, so I'm going to do a right with attack. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, not 20. Oh, yeah, oh. that hits. That hits. So that'll be yep. a... That'll be seven damage. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you chop into the one that just killed Daisy, uh, and it's all like, ah, but it's still up. And I'll use ancestral protectors, so all of a sudden these like okay. these ethereal spirits form around me, kind of form like a barrier, so that it's almost like I'm the only one they can go for. Okay, yeah. So how does that one work? Uh, yeah, until the start of my next turn, the, that target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against me, and when that target hits a creature yep. other than myself with an attack, that create the creature that it hits has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. Okay, brutal. Keel, that is your turn. How many demons are there? Uh, there is still three in play. Uh, two of them are hurt. The one by the door and the one next to Daisy's corpse are hurt. Uh, and you, the one next to Daru looks fine. Would you say they're within a 15-foot cone? Two of them are, yes. But uh, wouldn't we also be in that cone? Uh, yes, Taika and Daru would also be in that cone. And Rick. Okay. Uh, Rick's over by the doorway. He's 30 feet away. Ish. All right, so we'll have to hit two, two allies in order to, to hit them. I'm going to run up to the injured injured, and longsword it down. Okay, yeah, do it up. Um, is that 11 to hit? <laughs> uh, that misses. Uh, you see, uh, this is the pony scorpion one. Uh, you see it deflects your blade with a scorpion tail. It's like... <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, is that your turn? Or? Um, that is my turn. Uh, all right. That is back at the top with Reckless Rick. Uh, you've still got one thing in front of you. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ignore him. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. So you're going to disengage as a bonus action? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, go. I disengage and I attack the one that killed Dave. Yep, Absolutely. Does a 19 hit? It does, yes. For 10 damage. 10 damage. Mm. Uh, finish this demon. Okay, what does this demon look like again? Uh, I think this is the praying mantis looking one. I rip his head off and I shove it towards oh, okay. his crest. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why would you do this? Uh, Alright, yes, you decapitate this, this demon's human head off his praying mantis body and uh, yeah, you see it, it dies. Slowly. Slowly, yes. Thank you. Uh, all right, uh, that is going to be uh, Daru. I nearly called you Dilkash. Daru, that's your <laughs> I'm just going to uh, slap this one in the face with thunderclap. Oh, yeah, do it up. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you please do a uh, con save. Uh, oh, that's a 19, though. Uh, you are safe. Okay, yep. Yep, n- nothing, nothing happens. 
Oh, no, oh damage. no dam no damage. Okay. No, no damage. This is just take uh, the damage. You hear that? There's a big uh, thunder. <laughs> uh, you notice this one too late. You notice this one doesn't have ears. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, that is the demon in the doorway. Well, this is uh, this is what I say. It was a chimp with a squid head or some shit. I look severely disappointed. Yeah. Uh, you see, this one is now loose and unengaged, uh, and I'm going to roll a d4 here. Actually, how many of you are there? I'm going to roll a d8 to see if it goes for one of you or one of the village people. <laughs> the village people. Uh, it gets a one. You see, it lunges for Lucy. No. <laughs> oh, now you know how it feels. Mr. Chance. It, it gets a 17 and it hits Lucy. Fuck sake. Yeah, she fails her con save. Yeah, you <gasps> see, this one lunges forward and uh, yeah, it fucking eviscerates Lucy. She see, you see, she's like, oh, Taika, save me. <laughs> uh, and the demon just like tears her in half and it's just like, <laughs> starts juggling her organs. Oh, fuck. It's super fucked up. That's pretty metal. Uh, then we got the other demon that is directly in front of Daru. It's just going to hit Daru. Uh, it rolls in that one. You see it falls on its ass. And the other demon laughs at it. It's like, hey, fuck you. Uh, all right, that is going to be Taiki. That is your turn. Uh, we've, we've lost Daisy and Lucy now. Um, so I'm just going to reckless attack the, the one next to me as well. Fuck level three. Yep. Uh, do it up. Yes. 13. Not good. Uh, 13 will hit. Oh, awesome. Yep. 11 damage oh okay uh you see you chop it real good uh but it is still up just barely okay and i'm gonna do the ancestral protection as well okay yeah uh you do your ancestral protection on that one uh and then lastly keel it is you uh you would also be next to this this demon here and there's there's one loose that's eviscerating townsfolk you guys are kind of clustered all around one okay um i go i run over to the one that's at, at the townsfolk and attack it yeah, you can see it's cavorting in uh, Lucy's uh, organs. Be gone! Oh, that's nice. And that is a 23 to hit. Uh, yeah, Whee! that'll hit, yes. Old Tom's like, get him, lads, and I'll write a song for you. That'll be nine damage. Nine damage. He is on death's door, but he is still up. That is back up the top to Reckless Rick. So you, you've got the, uh, centur- the centaur pony thing in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to go for him. Yep, do it up. Does a 13 hit? It does. <gasps> okay. That, that is 15. Finish this other demon. It was on two hit points. And it's the one <laughs> that killed Lucy? No, they, that, that's the one that Dylan's fighting. This one has just been attacking Daru the whole time. Okay, um, what does this one look like? Yeah, it's the spider one, that one. Uh, I kill it. I kill it good. Uh, Alright, yes, you stab the shit out of it. <laughs> and I take one of its legs and add it to the plume. Oh my of god! My hat. Okay, uh, you do that. You stab it and chop its leg off and put the hat, put it in your hat. Uh, Daru, that is your turn. About fifteen feet away from you, Keel is fighting the last demon. Excellent. Um, well, I would like to run up to it um, and just punch it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Tamaki is like Daru. What are you doing? I run up to the one taking the town people. I'm like, stop hitting all the town people. I total twenty to hit. Okay. Yep. Um, I do get zero damage, but okay. but um, as my as my bonus action, uh, I have psychic blades, so I can okay. spend one of my bardic inspirations to deal two d six psychic damage. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, yeah. yes. get it, get it. Um, get so it. I'm going to do that. So that's five damage. It wasn't easy. Oh, psychic that's a bad psychic damage. Is that magic damage? Psychic damage. Ooh. No. Okay. Yep. Okay. It doesn't have resistance to that. Okay. Yes. 
Uh, so you guys see Daru, he runs up and he just punches this demon. It's like, <laughs> your mother sucks cocks in hell. Uh, and then from out of nowhere, this psychic blade just kind of stabs it through the head. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> and it falls on the ground, like bleeding. <laughs> I take that bitch. And uh, there's, there's kind of a pause. And then you hear Lydia, she sort of walks forward, shaking her stick. She's like, well, it took you long enough. Look, poor Lucy and poor Daisy are dead and it's all your fault. And you see she starts prodding you, Rick. Where were you, Rick? Where were you? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I was uh, helping a friend with a minotaur. She's like, well, that's all fine and good. What do you carry that sword for if you're not going to be there to protect the people? Woman, I nearly died for you. Do you not recall that? It was 10 minutes ago. You you, you, you basically did, didn't you? For shame. Uh, and you see this shrouded figure kind of comes forward. He's like, thank the gods they sent their champions to protect us. But... They might still need help in the town square. Do you four think you still have some fight left in you? I say yes, but I start like just checking the tuning of the bio to make sure it's okay. That was a goddamn champion out there. That's Fendala. Yes, but there might be reinforcements. Come, we have to assist Fendala. All right, let's go. Ah. All right, so the four of you form up and this shrouded figure goes, I'll wait here until you return. I'll keep everyone safe. Uh, and you see he kind of walks over. and So uh, he still doesn't show us his face? No, you still haven't seen his face. And you see he starts saying the last rites over, over Daisy's corpse. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. you, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. So you four, you head back towards the town square. When you arrive, you can see the place has just been wrecked. There's like, uh, there's dead soldiers. There's these dead paladins. Uh, you can't see Captain Shelby anywhere. The only person you can see still standing is Fendala. And he's kind of standing there, lightly breathing. You see he's doing like these stretches. He's doing what appears to be like Tai Chi. And he's kind of standing there. Uh, you see Fendala turns around and, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and be Fendala. <laughs> try and be Ashley being Fendala. <laughs> Ah, I see you four have been chosen like me. Are all four of you ready to serve? Yes. I tip my hat and the spider leg falls out. Then take my hands. And you see he goes to reach out his hands to you. You see the wind picks up suddenly behind him and uh, blown on the wind is like this kind of greyish sand. Uh, And you see this greyish sand starts to accumulate in a small pile. Uh, But within a a few seconds, it's as tall as a person. Uh, and you see it takes the shape of a lizard folk, uh, a lizard folk shrouded in like this black leather armor and its face covered by a mask. And you see Fendala freezes uh, and he slowly turns around and uh, he just kind of stares at this lizard folk who's about 60 feet away from him. And the lizard person stands there and they've got a bow in their hands and uh, they've got an arrow held loosely in the other. They stare at each other for a few seconds and you see Fendala nods and he goes, Gizzardson. Uh, and the shrouded figure replies and goes, it's Albert now. And they stare for a few more seconds and they're kind of staring each other down. And then Fendala kind of breaks and he goes, Gizzy, it doesn't have to be this way. Ooh. And you see the shrouded figure just stares back at him and goes, you know that it does. Uh, and they pause for a few seconds, both of them with their fingers twitching. Uh, and then Gizzardson fits the uh, arrow to his bowstring and fires it at Fendala. Uh, and you see Fendala deflects it. Uh, it hits the front wall of the tavern uh, and it just explodes in like a fireball. And uh, you see the tavern just lights up and it's just completely on fire now. Fendala shoots a fireball back at Gizzardson, which he rolls out of the way. You see Fendala turn. He's like, go, go. You can't help with one like this. Go now. Back to the church. Uh, what do you guys do? Um, I'm going to go yeah. like, I'm standing, like slowly. I want to like watch a little bit more. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, uh, you guys slowly retreat to the church, and you see, like, oh, man, it's just the most epic battle. Fendala can, like, teleport now. He, like, fucking teleports over to where Gizzardson is, and, like, he uppercuts Gizzardson, and Gizzardson flies into the air, and then somehow Gizzardson somersaults off a cloud and nails Fendala right in the dick with an arrow. Uh, and Fandala just, like, snarls and breaks it off and, like, flies up into the air after Gizzardson. So Gizzardson sort of apparated via dust, like, he's sort of... Yeah, yeah, he kind of okay. plays in, like, a dust devil. Uh, so you guys run back towards the... Oh, it's, you walk quite slowly back towards the church, watching this epic duel, and you can see the two are very evenly matched and, and, and something more than, than regular mortals now. But no match for Dilcash. No match for Dilcash. <laughs> <laughs> You guys arrive back at the church and um, you can see all the townspeople are still kind of there huddled and, and they're crying uh, over the corpses of Lucy and Daisy. You see this shrouded figure opens the doors of the church as he sees you approach. He goes, has it begun? Someone called, someone called Gizzy. Who's begun? Gizzardson, Albert. is it here? I said Albert. Albert. Gizzy. Albert. Like uh, Prince Albert? Of course. I never should have let that one go. Uh, and you see he kind of turns uh, in, his, in his cowl here. And he goes, you four have been chosen by the gods and your service begins now. Uh, and he holds out his hands and you guys still haven't seen his face. What, what, what can I do a history check? Like? Sorry. Can I do a history check based on the story of Dilkash and Fendala? Uh, do history and Reckless Rick, you can do an inside if you like. 14. 11. Neither of you has any clue who this person in the cowl is. Can I just do a history check on Gizzardson? Because we, we haven't heard about him. Or did have we? Uh, do a history check to see what you know about Gizzardson. Yeah, I roll one too. Uh, so not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, he 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 wasn't in the the tale of the the Tom No, he thing. was not. No. Um, uh, twenty total. This is a good night uh, for me. Seventeen. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, Daru. Yes, you you know Gizzardson was uh, the son of King Gizzard the Lizard Wizard. You also know that he was actually in charge of the expedition of the mountains. Tyker, uh, you've heard of Gizzardson, uh, and you know that he was a prince of Shokes, uh, but you don't actually know any more about him than that. Oh, yeah, that, that, that makes me think about Gizzardson and Fendal. I don't voice this yet, but I'm like, yep. hmm. Uh, so you see this, this cow figure, he kind of like gestures his hands at you. He's like, take my hands. Your service begins now. Are you taking us somewhere? Who are you? Who am I? Well, yes. yes, I suppose it is time I introduce myself. You, you guys hear this this loud snap, uh, and you see these these huge wings, uh, ten feet on either side, unfurl. Uh, the figure before you appears to grow in size until he's a full nine feet tall, and there's this blinding light shines out from behind him, uh, and you see he's got the, this pale white skin and long blonde hair that kind of falls in front of his face, and he goes, "My name is Gavizil." He lowers his wings. And he goes, but since we're friends, you can call me Gav. Mm. Uh, and he holds out his hands and he goes, now come, we must teleport to the capital. Your service begins now. Uh, and he grabs you guys uh, and in a flash of light, you disappear. Uh, and that is where we will leave it this week. Okay. Mm. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really excited. I was really excited for, for the showdown between Tendai. Okay. Yeah, that was I'm alive. Yes, that's pretty yeah. good. If you're still listening, thank you for sticking with us through the first episode. We were all so excited to start playing again that we skipped Session Zero and got straight into it, and I think you can tell from some of our exchanges. All of the music that you hear in this episode is provided under a Creative Commons license by the extremely talented Alexander Nakarada. You can find links to his work in the show notes. 
If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow us or leave a review. And if you didn't enjoy it, then bear with us. It might get a little better next time. Maybe we'll all buy better mics or learn how to use Audacity or I'll suddenly become a more talented writer. Be sure to tune in next time to find out. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It seems to have stabilized now. Yeah, it does seem like it. Stabilize. <laughs> stabilize. 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 Oh, 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 oh. Stabilize. Stabilize. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs>